Hello, fellow Kentuckians and other friends, and welcome to a special edition of My Old Kentucky Podcast. It is Thursday, and we are here with a special edition, a special interview with Buddy Wheatley. Um, you know, Buddy is busy. He's on the campaign trail. This is the day he could interview. He was like, we're going to do it Thursday. I said, we're going to do it Thursday. That's fine. So here we are. Um, we were going to run this, uh, you know, on a, on a future Tuesday, but we got we got guests booked. We got guests booked for several weeks into the future. A lot of folks that are going to be on in the next couple of weeks that we're really excited about. So we're just going to go ahead and run a special Buddy Wheatley episode on Thursday here, August the 24th. So it is kind of a double dip for you guys. I'm glad that we could have two episodes this week. And yeah, the interview with Buddy Wheatley went really well. Jasmine's still out, so it's just me. We talked about his election loss in 22, why he decided to run for Secretary of State this year, what he wants to do at the office, how he contrasts with Michael Adams, what it's been like to campaign in the rest of the state, and lots of other stuff. So we're very, very happy to bring that to you. Thank you very much for listening. Here is our interview with Buddy Wheatley. Buddy Wheatley is the Democratic nominee for Secretary of State. He was first elected to the Kentucky House in 2018 and served two terms before his district was significantly changed in redistricting. Despite running in a district that was much more Republican, Buddy came within 300 votes being re-elected in 2022. Prior to serving in the legislature, he served as Covington's fire chief. So, Buddy Wheatley, welcome back to my old Kentucky podcast. Robert, it's great to be back, and thank you for the invitation. Uh, always have enjoyed this podcast, listening and being on uh, about four or five times now. Yeah, absolutely. You're one of uh, one of our most common guests because we always like to hear what you have to say, and you've been a great leader in the state for a long time. So thank you for coming back on in your new elevated position uh, in, in, in one way. But, I, you know, that, I guess, is kind of where we wanted to start. So kind of take us back to, to election night 2022, if you're willing to. You know, it's a tough tough memory for all of us, uh, for those of us who, who care about uh, Kentucky politics on the on this side of things, uh, you're, uh, there were a lot of things that we were disappointed in, I think, across the state. But I think your your close loss was probably the thing that disappointed me the most, for sure. Um, so just talk to us about going through the experience of, of, of losing a, a, a race that you were kind of counted out on, but then you came close to winning, and then making the decision to, to, to run for this office and, 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 and how that came about and, and why you decided to pull the trigger on it. Oh, well, Robert, it's a great question. Um, uh, I have talked about it a little bit over the campaign uh, during this campaign, and people wonder, you know, why would you jump back into another race after a, a grueling uh, campaign for for the state representative, the 65th district? And and yes, uh, the partisan gerrymandering that happened to this to my old seat and the other seats that uh, took out some Democrats, very unfortunate, and a little bit of an impetus for why I did jump back in. So. My district was about a 10-point favorable district uh, for a Democrat, uh, generic A, generic B, Democrat-Republican. And I would win by 20 points or so. Uh, it was very well suited to me and, and the, the places that uh, were important to me during my whole life. Uh, I am a lifelong Kentuckian, fourth-generation Covington firefighter um, and fire chief and you know now practice law on behalf of firefighters statewide. I think that's why I overperformed by about 10 percentage points each year that I ran. So they probably knew that who was drawing the lines and they drew about a 12 point uh, seat for uh, the Republican candidate. And yes, we, we did everything. Uh, no regrets. Uh, you can always go back and, and pinpoint a couple little things you wish you'd have done different, but uh, was feeling a little embittered to lose by, I'm going to get the number correct, 280 votes. Uh, that night. And, um, you know, especially after some reporting that we had won, but uh, uh, it was uh, disappointing. Um, 
but you know, I, I take things, uh, I'm a, as I said, a firefighter, uh, you know, the tough things that have happened uh, to me on the job and as an attorney kind of helps prepare for that thing. And I have a very supportive, large family who have been, were helpful. So, you know, the, the governor did, uh, the governor and I talked about a possible statewide run before the election. And, uh, he was really the first person to get, get back in touch with me and say, buddy, he called and said, they can't gerrymander the whole state. <laughs> and uh, that was uh, said, Governor, you're right. And, uh, you know, I'm honored. And uh, we, we took a little while, family time to talk about it. And, you know, these things that uh, happened to me and happened to other state legislators and obviously in the congressional seat that was that is now uh, from Frankfurt to Fulton, um, uh, the situation that's in. These were these were things that actually inspired me to run. And, you know, what? I'm proud of the work I did in the General Assembly, proud of the uh, particularly the work I, I initially went into the General Assembly to work and help work on the pension issue and, and see that uh, to see that come to a more stable situation. And we and proud that we don't hear pension crisis quite as often uh, after uh, having some success with some bills there in a bipartisan way. I noticed that I did have a lot of election bills. Uh, I was on that committee, of course, that heard those bills. And uh, yes, it was a bit of a natural transition for me to say, these are the things that are important to me. Democracy is important to me. Free and fair elections are important to me. And improving our very low voter turnout that we have in the state. And we, we, uh, we were things, these are things that my bills addressed and of course, the partisan gerrymandering. So that was the transition. I was able to tell the governor a few days later, I'm all in. I, I am a team player. I love our team, our, our slate of uh, Democrats. But uh, that was the transition that 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 uh, took me into the secretary of state's race, you know, and putting together a good team, a good uh, a, a good uh, plan, campaign plan is helpful and it gives me confidence. And we've been able to maintain this plan and keep it going. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, those are all all good reasons. I'm really glad that you're running. I was. Uh, I, I I was expecting, like you know, for eventually for you to be on on, on a ticket somewhere. Um, on on one of these, uh, odd numbered years. And uh, you know, I'm 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 glad it's happening this year. So you know, there's there are a lot of races. There's a lot of uh, there's like you know six or seven whatever five or six uh different offices that are up for election uh, this year. You settled on Secretary of State. You you talked to us already about your passion for elections, how that was something you did in the legislature. Um, and, and you know, uh, in, in the redistricting thing, of course. Um, but I'm I'm interested, like in in the function of the Secretary of State's office. How, what would a what would a Buddy Wheatley Secretary of State's office look like, and how would that be different from from maybe how it's being run now or how the office was managed in the past? Well, one of the first things that I, uh, that I, I will uh, emphasize as secretary of state is voter turnout, um, you know, voter turnout and access to the polls. So, you know, I, I feel like the current secretary of state has uh, lost his way as far as that thing he used to say, making it easier to vote. So uh, there was maybe a thing or two happened and, uh, I have to say that I had a lot to do with that, as did the, the governor to make those things happen. But um, almost has no new vision, no new anything that he really wants to do as secretary of state says that uh, voter turnout is not his thing. So these are the things that would differentiate a Buddy Wheatley secretary of state office. There's a couple really other important things we might get into later as far as uh, the, the secretary of state will be a full time job for me. And it's not necessarily that way with the current secretary of state. 
that that's something that differentiates differentiates me. And you know, I've I've been a fire chief. I've run large departments, handled budgets, um, and these are uh, some some of the skills that I'll bring to the Secretary of State's office. Of course, I'm very familiar with the legislative process. Very familiar with how difficult it is to move some democratic principles. Uh, that there, uh, we have some some people that will work with us on election issues. I look forward to doing that. My legal background certainly helps. And, you know, public service, it's just, it's been imbued in me from a young age. And that's, that's the things that differentiate me. And that are the things I'll bring in day one. Absolutely. I, I do think it's a little funny how the current Secretary of State runs a lot on, I cooperate with the governor. Let me tell you what, I think Buddy Wheatley would cooperate a heck of a lot more with the governor uh, than, than the current Secretary of State. So um, I think the governor would agree with that. <laughs> so this, like we already have mentioned, this is your first run for a statewide office. Uh, you also mentioned you're, you're well-connected up there in Covington and you're in your community up there in northern Kentucky, um, which is a, a territory that you know very well, and, and they're very familiar with you uh, also. But, you know, how have you gone about introducing yourself to the rest of the state? Um, what have you learned? What are some things that as you travel the state that you've learned about Kentucky that you didn't know before? Well, you know, Robert, we and as in the General Assembly, you deal with all the issues all around the state. Uh, so some of these areas of the state that uh, – that I have only known on a theoretical basis. And I have traveled some parts of the state, of course, uh, being in Kentucky, lifelong Kentucky, and love to go to our, our uh, state parks. Uh, those are the areas I go to. But um, I I found that uh, through the Secretary of State's run or statewide office, getting out to these counties and uh, uh, festivals and events that are at all over the state has been completely fascinating. While there are some clear distinctions between Northern Kentucky and Eastern Kentucky, Western Kentucky, Central, South Central, Louisville, Lexington, all of the areas. It's been fascinating. We, we, when we go out, this has been part of our campaign plan. Uh, we, we talk to the Democrats, of course, in that area, but we also reach out to labor. Uh, you know, I have a very close relationship with labor and they've been wonderful for me, uh, for my state representative races and already again for my secretary of state races. We re reach out to the labor people in the area. We reach out to the firefighters in the area. Uh, I'm general counsel for the Kentucky professional firefighters, but also have a great relationship with the volunteer groups. And uh, that's one way we connect with a, a an area. And the other area is, is educators and teachers. Um, that was very important to me as a state legislator, uh, particularly in the pension issues. But also, you know, the ways that I help defend or try to help defend and keep the um, the charter schools out of the state in the in the the best way that we knew how they were they were able to inch in a few things. But we we put up a great fight and we'll continue to fight that. So those are the people that we reach out to. We go to the area, we make those connections, and uh, we go to the next area, and it's it's been absolutely fascinating. I can't say. Um, you know, one thing has really surprised me necessarily, but uh, uh, our trip over to Fancy Farm in the far western part of this state, um, you know, there's just a lot of Democrats out there. You know, these these counties where we uh, lose these races by significant amounts, those significant amounts that we're that are Democrat and still voting Democrat that way, they are super excited. They're excited about, of course, the governor. 
but this ticket, which is very united, and we might get into that in a minute, but that's that's the cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That actually does lead me to my next question. Well, I guess I did want to say, um, you know, there have been a lot of good Democrats elected to uh, executive level positions over the years, um, but it's been a while since we had a really strong labor leader in one of those jobs. And the Secretary of State's office has a lot to do with business regulation, and having a strong labor leader there would be a big, big win for us, I think. So that's another reason why this race is really important to me as well. So dur- during these elections for these executive offices, you know, people talk about the governor's race as if it's the only thing going on a lot of the time. I mean, just to be honest with you, we, we do our best to try to bring on everybody uh, for, for the, uh, the, the, the down ballot, as they do call it. Um, and, and I think that there are like these, these races for stuff like Secretary Secretary of State, Attorney General, Secretary of Agriculture, these kind of things are really important. So talk to us about when you're on the trail, um, how do you how do you talk about the race that you're running? That you're, you know, I am on the ballot this year, I am running for Secretary of State, and then going into that. How do you how do you take some of that oxygen in this race for yourself? Well, um, one thing I point out rather quickly is that uh, I am running for Secretary of State. I will be the name you see right under Governor Andy Bashir and, and Lieutenant Governor Jacqueline Coleman. So uh, Secretary of State's race is second. But uh, as far as the ticket and, um, uh, you know, what we all see and what we all say about being together, united with the governor, you know, it's it's on a personal level, at least for me, it's very easy to be tightly aligned with the governor. We worked closely on several issues during my time in the General Assembly, particularly on election issues. Um, And uh, we have this kind of a theory or this kind of a philosophy that moves Kentucky forward. You know, the forward of not looking too far left, too far right, just looking to move all Kentucky families, businesses, everything, creating what the governor has done in, on, on the economic level with record job growth and good jobs coming to the state, his position. Of course, we have two of the greatest champions for public education in Governor Andy Bashir and, and Lieutenant Governor Jacqueline Coleman and what they intend to do to keep that going as far as raises for teachers, universal pre-K. These are all items and issues that are priorities of this whole ticket. So it's we talk about that, that that part of having the United Front and then the individual um, skills, the individual um, attributes of all of the candidates are so well fitted to their particular office. And that's each one talks about that. You know, I it, it on every level, this ticket is better qualified than the other side. If we get people to look at the governor, of course, and we want them to do that, and they cross some they're crossing party lines and independents and third party people are doing it, and take a look at the other names, um, they're going to see people and 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 look into the the qualifications and the people that are there on both sides. They're going to see first of all united but also very qualified people that we have a chance to uh, really bring some executive level positions to be partners with the governor in Frankfurt. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And and, and I did kind of want to ask about that. You've kind of already answered a, a lot of that question, but but it does feel, I mean, we were doing this, Jasmine and I were doing this work uh, in, in 2019 as well and interviewed a lot of the candidates then as well. And, and you know, they were all really good candidates, but it is striking to me um, how much quicker uh, this this slate was able to get up and running. 
um, you know, how, how much uh, more united and not necessarily united, but, but how much you guys each have your own identity, but yet are also working together. So, I, you know, it, it's something that I see as somebody who walks into those field offices all the time and, and hears people talk about all this kind of stuff. But, but from your perspective as a candidate and, and from what you see across the state and how you guys have been acting, what are some of the advantages of the ways that you guys have been running this year with such a united front um, and, and with such a strong top of the ticket and, like you mentioned, uh, you know, strong candidates all the way down it? Well, you, you, you just mentioned it, and it really comes from the top. It comes from people being excited about the, the, the governor running and uh, four more years for this, uh, this person who has been, you know, one of the most outstanding governors uh, in history and in the country and leading us through the pandemic, the uh, natural disasters that we have uh, experienced. Uh, of course, the two large things with the eastern Kentucky flooding and, and western Kentucky tornadoes, but other weather issues. Um, He's just been steady on the job. And when we go from place to place around the around the state, they recognize that we have that kind of united front and connection with the governor that we are, you know, they're looking to put a slate all the way through. And, and we're we're excited about that. We we do have individual campaigns, of course, and we all we crisscross each other across the state, uh, sometimes doing joint things together, but uh I'd say it's a it's a group that does like each other. Uh, we have each other's back. Uh, we were just today in front of the United Mine Workers. All of us were there, uh, and you know there's there's a real recognition that there is uh, a united team here. We think the Democrats like it, but you know I think other the independents and Republicans see that and they see well. You know if we really want to move and help you know and Andy uh, move his agenda forward, we might need to go the other way. I, you know, we do, uh, and and so it would be good to, uh, to to get some more of those folks elected, and and I do, I mean, I do really think we have a good chance to do that this year. Um, you are running against an incumbent that makes you different than I think everybody else on the ticket, um, and, and you know. Uh, the 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 person who holds the office now certainly has has you know made himself out to be maybe like in his words a different kind of Republican, um, but you know a Republican is still what he is, uh, and and you know that that is probably something that that I'm interested in hearing you answer. You know you talked a little bit about how how you changed the direction of the office, but but how do you draw a contrast between yourself and the person that you're running against? You know, number one, Robert is that is public service and, and taking the job. 100% seriously, as I will, and the current Secretary of State is works an outside job. As I said, it, he is uh, a national or he's a partner in a national elections law firm that represents election deniers, represents some real, real cruddy politicians over the past. Matter of fact, the, the former governor of Missouri, uh, uh, who was forced to resign by his own party, uh, and some stuff that if you want to look up, you can. It's, it's kind of not for the faint of heart. And, and these are the kinds of people that Michael Adams uh, has representing. His firm is representing. He's profiting from election deniers and self-funding his campaign. That's one thing, you know, that uh, a lot of people don't know. Uh, Michael Adams has been a political operative since he's been out of law school. He's really done nothing else as far as in working in the field, working in business, understanding. I guess the real world, real world, is the way I see it. And uh, that part of it, you know, he's he's got this persona that he has in public, but his his real persona is is quite different. He has tried to pull Kentucky out of Eric, the Electronic Registration Information Center, which is all not all states, about half the states in the country 
are a part of this system that helps prevent voter fraud because it, uh, it uh, reports on people who might be voting in two different states. Only the far right of Secretary of State have pulled out, and there's been about six or seven who have done it, and Michael Adams has indicated he wants to pull out of Eric. He might say it's for some other reason, but, you know, the facts are the facts. It is a voter fraud protection program, well-respected well around the country, and uh, he wants to pull out of it. Yeah, you know, it is, uh, I, I get really frustrated when people uh, try, try to make, it, you know, Michael Adams out to be an ally of the governor when we have such a strong ally of the governor that's that's running on the Democratic side. Uh, Secretary of State, super important job. You know, I, we've talked already about uh, what you do, how you change the office. But, of course, um, you're trying to get elected. You need help to do that. For people who are listening who want to help, how can they do that? Well, uh, Robert, I, I have to go through a couple things real quick that I, I, I want to say how, how, how to help. But I haven't said yet about some really important platform issues for me. Keeping our polls open until 7 p.m. Constant, our Constitution allows it. Kentucky closes at 6 p.m., closes out work in Kentucky. It's two full weeks of early voting. We nearly had this in 2021 when we had our election bill. Michael Adams caved to his side, who only wanted three days we were close to getting three weeks. We need an independent redistricting commission. That will help tremendously with partisan gerrymandering and getting that true representational government that we all seek. Yeah. So yes, those are. there's many other things, uh, felons, former felons voting in our elections and a robust civic education program. And we didn't touch on the way Michael Adams is mishandling the business filings where there's great big delays going on. Hearing that from a number of business people in the state. So, but how, how can they help? Please go to buddyforkentucky.com, all spelled out, B-U-D-D-Y-F-O-R, Kentucky.com, or reach out to me or my campaign manager, Elissa, and that would be buddy at buddyforkentucky.com or Elissa at buddyforkentucky.com, and that's E-L-I-S-S-A at buddyforkentucky.com. Those are the best ways, Robert. Uh, reach out to your uh, co local coordinated campaigns. They'll have ways that you can help the whole ticket, of course, and uh, they'll always have ways to get a hold of me, too. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, those are great, great platform. Uh, I, I've been pushing. You know, it's a travesty that we have our polls closed at 6 o'clock, has been for the, my entire life. Um, we we uh, really do need early voting, and an independent redistricting uh, commission is something that a lot of states are unfortunately going away from. It's such a good idea and so important. So, yes, great, great platform. And, yes, uh, don't be afraid of your coordinated campaign. Everybody that works in there is really nice, and they'll help get Buddy elected. And, yeah, reach out to Buddy as well. All right, well, Buddy Wheatley, thank you very much for joining us today. We really do appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Robert. Tell Jasmine I said hi. Will do. All right. Well, that was the interview with Buddy Wheatley. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us at Twitter and Facebook at My Old Kentucky Podcast. You can find us on Patreon at My Old KY Pod. You can sign up for our occasional newsletter at tinyletter.com slash My Old Kentucky Newsletter. And well, last but not least, you can find us at the podcasting app of your choice. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week.